Take we... one. <laughs> and five, four, three. All right, here we are at first drop. You're hearing the big tea snags, and I'm here with Aaron Munro. Just going to stick with Aaron Munro. You're going to. Everyone knows what my name is, mate. Everyone knows you by your full name. Yeah. Can I? Is there any nickname that? That's going to help with the program. Manners, Mon, Aaron, just to name a few. Yeah, okay. Very good. But welcome. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, indeed. Big welcome to the audience out there. First drop. Just a little podcast we come up with. Just to have a chat. Yeah, just uh, who, who are we having a chat to, though, mate? It's uh, a real sports-themed, real cricket-themed really going through the sporting life of... Uh, I think so. Originally, the podcast was going to be purely Eagle Hawk until we found out it had to go through the committee, so we really rubbished that idea. So now we're broadening our horizons to, I think, sport in general. 12 months a year. We don't want to be pigeonholed. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want more, more cricket-based, but I can, I can, we can adapt. But surely you've got some characters up Violet Street or wherever you play footy. Yeah, up on uh, Tulip Street in yeah. Violet Town. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, look. Just going through people's sporting journeys and a few stories and a few laughs yeah. along the way. See if we can't uncover a few hidden gems well, that's right. along the way. Um, so Who have we got today? Tea today, Snags. We have the famous David Pucci. Saker. <laughs> No, <laughs> not yet. Surely we'll get him on. Watch this space. But, Nephew uh, of? Yeah. Um, Other side I, of the family are here. That's why I changed my uh, surname to Snags. Um, but it's another <laughs> story. Um, We've got plenty of time, tell it <laughs> um, Yeah, so we got David Poopsie McConnell on. Um, not much of a cricketer. No, but a very interesting, uh, interesting man. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say. Uh, in terms of his, his sporting history and his thoughts on on such topics as uh, where cricket's at and combustible combustible cladding. Yeah, combustible. It'll be interesting to hear. He's a big scaffolder, centre centre state scaffolding. Yeah. Um, Word is they're coming on board in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, that's you know that's for for later date. But um, really looking forward to to sitting down with the great man. Anyway, um, enough of us. Professional supporter. Here he is. Big Here poop is. dog. Big poopsy. And out. All right. Here we are. Uh, with the great David Poopsy McConnell. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me along. Uh, interesting that I introduced you before uh, Aaron got to speak. Apologies, mate. No, that's okay, mate. So. We'll talk about this after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Off camera. Yes. Um, Gee, a bit nervous. I'll cut that out, though. Uh, Poopsie, great to have you on board, mate. Thanks for coming along. Yeah, thanks. I'm, uh, I'm a little bit nervous, too. I, you know, in, in, in a small room with two guys. Uh, feels like back in prison. It's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> prison days? Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, okay. Well, we won't talk about that, though. Yeah, yeah. Off, off subject or off, uh, off topic. Off topic. Yeah. Um, so, Poopsie, we brought you in to talk some cricket, really. Um... And just to uh, get you to go through your cricketing life, I guess, and then we'll see where, what stories come 
from that. I mean, Aaron. Well, no one knows about Poops' cricket career, I don't think. His football career has taken over. Yeah, well, it's very short um, in terms of, you know, I started off playing, like most people, Twilight Cricket or what, you know, the old, uh, what's now probably the, the Milo 2020 Blast or things like that yep. on a Wednesday night. And uh, then I went into high school and played some, um, played some cricket at Stratton Restians. Where I was um, a, a budding, that. you know, up and coming, coming leg spinner. I thought they used to come out all right until I met the great John Brown, who's a league life member of the BDCA. Um, and I reckon God was taking the piss. He was a hairdresser with no hair, so I reckon that's the difference. He used to cut my hair when I had it, so I'm probably the same. Yeah. Um, and he taught me, he taught me art of the googly or the wrong one. And um, I reckon it used to come out all right. Took 18 wickets um, in about 1986, and then went back to tennis a year after. Yeah, so right. that's probably the extent of my junior cricket. And um, yeah, so that was that's where that led me. Yeah. Why um, did you go back to tennis, Poopsie, after such a stellar season? Look, I won't I won't lie to you, the girls. Um, you know, 13, <laughs> um, you were thirteen. Thirteen years old. You know, you're yeah, playing. Right. You know, you're playing morning cricket with a heap of guys. Um, and when you can go and still play tennis with a heap of guys, but on the next courts with the girls. So, um, I'm you know purely selfish. Um, back to that. Uh, that's the way it went. But I, I then made a bit of a, a cameo comeback um, as the years drew on a bit. And uh, I ended up out at, um, at, at White Hills, not playing cricket, but watching cricket. Uh, yeah, right. And that, that ended up becoming one of my real great loves because I love test cricket. I'm not a big one-day fan. I, I can't stand the big bash and don't really like the 2020s, but I love test cricket. So red ball cricket um, is, is the way to go, yeah. Out of White Hills, you say? Yep, out of White Hills, I saw, uh, well, premiership years for them, um, which is obviously the last time they won, so um, 94-95, the great Max Taylor, who had uh, left Eagle Hawk and gone out there, and um, his his son, Shane, of course, we all know Shane, um, up and coming, a very aggressive, um, probably number eight bat, um, did a bit with the ball, didn't get a lot of the the pill, um, but what a team, Munners, like um, guys like Leon Gross, you know, another Bendigo legend. Greg O'Brien, the yep. same. Um, yeah, they were just a huge, hugely talented side. and Fierce competitors su- as well. Yeah, and Fierce. not surprising they won. Yeah, and um, they, they went um, they went back to back, which was a great effort, but no success then uh, since then. No. Yeah. I think all three grades. Yeah, won, yeah, they were, oh, they were very strong. I remember they were very strong in the B grade at the time yeah. as well. Andy MacArthur. Yeah, yeah. Jock so Schofield. Couldn't, couldn't get him out. He batted a bit like... Yes. Uh, um, you know, uh, Jeff Boycott just wanted to stay there, soak oh, yeah. up the whole 85. Um, Absolutely. Macca, yeah, so. Dow. A bit like yeah. uh, Nick Farley or an Angus Chisholm type. More an Angus Chisholm type. And we used to meet, we used to meet at the big tree at the scoreboard, everyone, everyone knows Scott Street. Yes. That was the meeting place. So when we got to about our sort of 17, 18, 19 age group, everyone in the district knew whether it was A grade or B grade, you'd meet at the tree and everyone would be there. You know, obviously pre-mobile phones and the rest of it. Um, there'd always be an esky there, or, or two or three. And we even got girls down there involved, and they'd come and you know, cheer on the hillies. And I remember talking to Max a couple of years ago, the great man, and he said, was that you? You know, how in, in, in yeah. only, only Max can say. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I was one of them. He goes, that figures. So, But um, we loved our time there. And, and from there, I went on to Spring Gully, and we did the same thing over there. We got a group of guys together, and there's nothing to have a couple of slabs and a bucket of chicken. You know, for the day on the couch yeah. and just um, basically <laughs> sledging the opposition and, and supporting the supporting the team. Yeah. yeah, it's a famous tree out the hillies. It's still there. It now. is. Yeah, it's, it's a great tree. It's a, yeah, it's a good spot. It. it really is. There you go. Yeah, really good. And so, then at Spring Gully, I sorry, I got in on a little bit of administration there, so I end up being the president one year. I can't actually yeah, remember right. the year, but um, 
yeah, runners up to United, the very, very strong United side. Um, you know, and again, across all these times, you see some really good cricketers and you see some, some guys that are, are really heavily involved um, at club level, whether it be a volunteer basis or a coaching. Um, and I love that, like anything in sport, I love the people that give their time. And that's, you know, majority of people that do that in sport. And it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Foundation. That's it. Well, you know, Harry Munro. Huge volunteer at Eaglehawk. Huge. Well, he's starting to put a bit back in. You know, I remember when George lot, George, you know, came across from, from White Hills. That was a big, a big coup at the big time. Big coup. And, um, you know, five, six, seven years on, still done nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> controversial. So, so. It was at the time, yeah. Yeah, the, <laughs> the news leaked on social media before I told the club. <laughs> To rewind a little bit, um, so you're in the you're in the sporting prime of your life, and you decide that you're going to be a supporter for White Hills Cricket Club. Was that just to like a proximity to where you were living type well, of arrangement? Well, it, it was. Yeah, I, I grew up in White Hills, so I was only you know a few blocks from the ground, and um, you know the ground obviously very sort of close to me. I played a lot all my junior footy there, and the, the fair majority of my senior football there. Um, and yeah, it was just being that it was close. But I sort of wish. It's always hard when you when you get to a place like Eagle Hawk, a very very famous and very very successful club. Um, I sort of I, I wish I was here longer or had been here earlier. Uh, I used to follow the exports of um, Ash Piercy and Phil Kerr in the B grade every year. They made the granny and um, Ash just nipped him out and Phil bowled his whatever he bowls. I'm not no one's quite sure. Just his slow little half turns and yeah, and a lot of wickets. But I look at the A grade guys and again, what a rich history and and so many premierships, but. You only have to look on the walls in these rooms, and mm. yeah, I, I just I, I love I love that love the history of the club. Absolutely, classic. So after Spring Gully, mate. Yeah, Spring Gully. I, I was probably how many years the, were you there? Oh, I was probably tied up there for about oh, seven or eight years, and, and again mainly as a supporter. Every Saturday, I'd go down and drink me fill and um, go to all the games. Go single during this time, or was that no, 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 no a courtship no, going no, on? I was, I was with my. Um, my now wife and um, basically she was playing tennis and I was um, you know I, I was thinking of going drinking full time I was I was, <laughs> I was trying to find you know a reason why not to go Monday Tuesday Wednesday because yeah. Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday was all filled in so and I was thinking of turning pro but um, you know I backed off that and, it's a yeah. tough gig going pro oh, it is yeah and, and it's not for everyone no and it's not and there's certainly some repercussions that we, we we probably don't we don't want but yeah so no. I just yeah wanted to support and and that's the way i know how um obviously putting a bit over the bar or in this case now with business um with the sponsorship money or whatever else because you know clubs can't run, run on thin air and um if you can get two or three people through your gate on a saturday uh, in cricket and if they come up to the bar and buy a softy or a you know ice cream for the kids or a beer well that's you know it all, it all goes to the club and helps out well don't be afraid to mention who you work for Mate, because you'd probably be a big sponsor of the podcast if all things oh, go away. I would have thought. That's all right. You know, centre state scaffolding, any um, scaffolding you need, of course. So that's uh, my business. And I've been doing that for nearly 20 years. And um, it, it, again, you need a social outlet. And um, cricket and football in particular is that for me. I like all sports, but I really do like cricket and football. And, yeah. um, again, I remember the first year I sponsored, and Ash Piercy, the president, came up to me after the, the year, I think just before the presentation he said oh well, so how was the year how'd you find it and i said well i've got 30 new mates so and that's the way i look at it if you put yourself out there you can get a bit coming the other way so. absolutely yeah 100 percent. that's why sporting clubs are so important yeah just have grab us some stumps in the background hey jace 
Jase, you, you, you won't get a gig on the, with that sort of attitude, mate. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Scummy, Scummy Abbott. Not one of those 30 mates. <laughs> no, 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 Scummy Abbott, although a really, really good uh, junior, played a lot of good A-grade cricket, but now just making up the numbers in the C-grade. And, yeah. and the, the, it's a funny, he's, he's rattling the stumps because that's what's been happening lately on a Saturday morning. Yep. Nash Pearcey walking in as well, walking. president of the club. This is shorter feature. This is so unprofessional. <laughs> I love it. He's a real collector of people, Ash. Thanks. Um, I think Phil Phil brought you to the club. Well, yeah, through sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. But, and and I was lucky that when I got here, I did I, I knew quite a few, you know. So I already knew Cameron Glash and Corey Jacobs, obviously yep. Ash, Phil, um, and at Scummy uh, Abbott, New Manners. Um, you know, obviously not. Some of them not that well, and got to know them a lot better. But um, yeah, and I, I didn't know where it was going to lead, and I, I just put my hand up and said, "Yeah, I'm happy to sort of um, do a little bit of sponsorship." And I don't think they, the club, realised what they were going to get. Um, a guy that turns up again most Saturdays and um, to any greater cricket, uh, particularly. I try and even follow the kids a bit. Like it's, it's a bit harder in the morning because I do work a fair bit in the morning. But the eight, 18s, I love seeing the development there. We've got a great crop of kids at the moment that are playing. Absolutely. All foot, all all grades of cricket, you know, um, all open age, and you know, that's a great thing too. Yeah. 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 Um, Snags is actually blown away. Oh yeah, there's a lot to take in. So you, at the moment, poops. I mean, yeah, we'll take this anywhere, but at the moment, you're sitting in a stool with your right leg up on, uh, let's say, a leg rest. For those listening at home, with a big bag of ice on the knee, yeah. um, can you talk us through what's happening? With oh, that? Well, a lot of the a lot of the guys, especially in the senior grades, would know that I suffer from gout, and um, it's like getting hit in the balls, gout. Like everyone um, pretends that they're sympathetic to it, but until that actually happens to you, oh, yeah. you sort of got no no real idea of it. Um, so at the moment, I've got a new spot which is on the knee, and new spots hurt the most. Oh, I could barely drive and walk here. Um, today, but that, and that's just how gutsy I am. <laughs> Herculean effort. Yeah, that's right. You know, it just uh, brushed everything aside me. The kids ran up to me after school. I said, I haven't got time. I've got to get to a podcast. <laughs> um, I can barely walk, but yeah. So that's that's what's going on at the moment. And people say it's alcohol. You know, when people say that, it is an old wives' tale. Because if it was I alcohol, I would you. have had it since I was 11. So. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did mention that to you uh, the first time you brought it up. And I know that in tomatoes or... Yeah. Sort of real bad. Yeah. So what is it? The crystallization of yeah, of, of salt? uric acid. Yeah. Uric acid. Everyone's got it. I don't get rid of it quick yeah. enough out of my body. Yeah, it just hardens. And, yeah, it just hardens in and your it's system. Sharp and it, it digs into you and it really hurts. Yeah, right. So yeah. Um, I have. I never get it on cricket trips though, or footy trips. I just drink the pain away. Well, that's yeah. You you go to a cricket trip. Um, I think you're sort of a different self of your sort Absolutely. of peers. Mm-hmm. You yeah. go. You go outside yourself a little bit on a cricket trip. I well, think. it's pretty rare that you're drinking you know, alcohol at 7.30 in the morning mm. unless the aforementioned problem that we yeah. said some people have. And seven days a week drinker. But um, That's um, yeah. one thing that stood out to me when I first got to know you. I know I had to ask Nick Farley what your name was again and then Nick Farley said that I'd forgotten forgotten it straight to your face right in front of me. That was good. That's um, classic Farley. Yeah, it is. Uh, if, if you can be thrown under the bus, straight Nick Farley's your man. But... <laughs> There was mention of how you'd been on cricket trips, and I said, "Is he is he a player?" I'm like, "No, he just sponsors and comes down every Saturday." I said, "That's that's unreal." He's um, a spiritual leader. Yeah, spiritual field, leader. Yeah. huge. Um, 
How many cricket trips? Uh, all up. I've been. I've only been on a couple of league of hawks, but all up, I've been on about I don't know nine or ten yep. or something like that. Footy but trips. Footy trips. I did uh, sixteen straight. Yep. Sixteen straight senior ones. Um, and then I just got to the point. I didn't go the last two years. I played. I didn't go. Um, family commitments. Plus, you know, it's time to grow up a little bit. Yeah. 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 But um, everyone, anyone that knows me probably just thinks Shane Taylor says this. He goes. You've got it so good. You've got it so good. You turn up the cricket, you drink. He goes, then you turn up the footy, you drink. You do nothing. But they don't see all the behind, behind the scenes. Absolutely. You know, the preparation I do before drinking. Making sure that I'm right. Making sure that I'm piss fit. The great yeah. Bernie Fit. It's like Bernie um, fit. Lost to a Light. <laughs> like like <laughs> this podcast, Bernie, I tell you. Bernie Fit declined to come on the podcast. Yeah. And, and now he, he can't well, get he enough should. of it. He, sh- he absolutely should. He's looking for a power lead. lead. If anyone would know, it's Aaron Munro. Yeah. So during this brief interlude, Poops, just want you to try and think of a couple of trips that stand out. Probably the cricket ones. Um, no good on the power lead. No good on the power lead. Yeah. The trip to the Gold Coast um, th- three years ago now. No, four years ago. With Eagle Hawk. Um, with Eagle Hawk. Um, not, a, not a huge crew. Not a huge crew. Geordie Shelton on his first, on his virgin trip, uh, made the most of it. Slept a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> they tend to do that, the young ones. The young yeah, ones the young ones. Do, so yeah. Brendan Archibald, he was there. But there was some old stage there, Ash and myself. We, we basically taught the guys that you could just go and swim in the pool at 8 o'clock and then 8.30 you really should have a beer in your hand or you should be you know, planning your day. Not, not 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, no. laying in bed. So no. uh, Westy, Anthony West... Um, Phil Kerr, David Rosea, the, the baboon. Oh, the baboon! Like what a disgusting rumor! <laughs> like absolutely disgusting. Uh, shitting with the door open, things like that. Does like, not surprise me. Oh, that's, there's no class in that. So okay. there was talk of sharing a room, and whilst we shared an apartment room, I just said I'm going to sleep on that couch, and it was an old leather couch, and that was you know it was quite nice. Um, and Rosie felt bad. He said, no, there's a spare bed in next to me. And I said, you are joking. There is no way. that I, I don't even like being in the same state as you, let alone in the same city and then in turn the same motel room. So Absolutely. I steered clear of him. Phil Kerr, another one. And I don't mind saying this. Um, the, the, the joke's probably getting a bit old, Phil. The old tap on the shoulder and turn around and he's naked. I think that's, you know, again, and look, for a little man, it's quite big. Absolutely. For a normal man. There's nothing to write home about. <laughs> so, um, and that, thankfully we had we had Westy there because Westy kept things sane because uh, and, and Ash because very level headed. Where we had a couple of these young blokes, um, really they thought they were going all right, but okay they were getting home at two in the morning. But as I said, sleep until twelve exactly. one o'clock. Well, yeah. they might as well just stay at home and done that. But a fun but a fun trip. I wish more people got involved in trips, but it's not, and it's the same in footy clubs. Um, it's harder and harder to travel. It's harder, especially to get out of out of town or a flight. Mm. It's expensive. We realise that, and, and and a lot of people, you know, obviously use that time for holiday time or whatever else. But I, I was treating it as both. I'd, I'd love to get a Bali trip off the ground. Mm, that'd be that'd be that'd nice. be unbelievable. Yeah. Just four or five days. Well, you've heard it here first. I've been trying for years. <laughs> now I'm now I'm in charge of the players fund money. I think. Which well, I that, a bit of that bodes well. Yeah. I've been at clubs, of course, when other people have been in charge of funds and it's gone missing at the most convenient <laughs> time. Basically, in the year when it's to be divvied up for whatever trip away, yeah. 
know, the dog ate it or um, I don't, it's gone missing. <laughs> I don't think it's a, uh, it's not a coincidence the B-grade money's gone missing in the last week. Yeah. Money. I was at the I was at the B grade yeah. and I did see some shitty characters and most of them were wearing eagle, eagle orchids. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so for, sure. for those for those not aware, on Saturday um, the second eleven, we were out in the field and some un, some uh, well unsavoury characters. characters. Thanks, mate. Uh, went crept through the back door and went through a few bags and collected yeah, just. Some uh, fines, money. Yeah, I think um, I think Hawk lost some money. Yeah. Um, Daryl Munn's lost uh, nearly a full deck of cigarettes. Which I think is going to take nearly all year to get over that. Kane Pearcey, heartbreaking. Uh, half, half a packet of barbecue shapes. So, <laughs> so he is ropeable. <laughs> yeah, so well, I think um, Munsey's written a letter to Philip Morris to try and uh, yeah to recoup to get it yeah, back, yeah, but yeah, we'll yeah. keep a tab on that. Um, but we're also we're also trusting. I mean, you guys are, in particular as players. Um, Anyone can come in and out of the rooms, especially if they're not policed and um, yeah, either lock it away or you run the risk, unfortunately, these days, or of um, yeah, we'll, scumbag um, getting in and getting it. I think we'll yeah. implement the valuables bag uh, from this mm. point on. Yeah. But yeah, so what have we covered? Cricket history? I think it's time to cover the footy career. <laughs> Prestige. Just from a sport, sporting career. Um, yeah. White Hills. Yeah. Yep. Grew up in White Hills. Um, my dad played footy here at Eagle Hawk for a couple of years and was also a um, best and fairest senior player at White Hills. Um, I didn't know I was going to play footy. When I was 11, I was going to actually play hockey. My mother represented Victorian hockey and I sort of had a bit of a hockey bug at school and almost played that. White Hills were short and a lot of people will say that's how I played so many games. They were always a bit short, <laughs> but they were short and the, the coach or one of the coaches lived down, down in the corner came up and, and saw me and said, would you like to play? My twin brother Mark was playing at Maris at the time. We were just starting in high school. Um, I said, yeah, I'll come down and have a, have a go. Like, I was okay at footy. I played at Holly Rosary as a junior um, back when they had a, a, a primary side. Um, yeah, and I yeah, I played the first year and played the second year. And, yeah, I did okay. And, um, yeah, I just stuck with it and then just played till I was 38. So, yeah, I certainly had a, a fair stint. Came to yeah. the hall, um in between that. Just for a couple of years, I didn't stay here long enough. I was a young guy in a very ordinary side, and they yeah. they won't mind saying that the club was on their knees at the time. And uh, unbeknownst to me, being a young guy, I was you know I was, I was keen to do something different. I played sort of three years out of seventeens as a senior player, and um, just wanted to want a bit of a change. Glenn Hayes, who played at Wattles, was coaching here in the reserves, and I thought I'd come out and have a bit of a go. And unfortunately, once again, whilst you you know don't have the success. Um, guys like you know Darren Thompson, Andrew Reid, even the Moth, you know Jared Isley, they're all here. And, and again, the club with rich history, you run into good people. So, Absolutely. so whilst they're not going, whilst they hadn't been going so well, uh, they then turned around, of course, in uh, seven and eight and back to back. And then of course they've, they've had a good good stint lately. But on the hillies, like I, you know, I gave my heart and soul there, and no ultimate result in terms of premierships. Had a couple of near, near misses, but. Um, you know, you, you just play for the mateship and the, and the friendship and, and the being the part of the club, and that's what I think people are drawn to sport about, you know. Yeah. Any best and fairest? No, no. I was runner-up God knows how many times, a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, and again, I, I look back and I'm a life member of the club, and I reckon that's that's great. I captained the club in 2003 in the um, in the seniors, and I basically captained all the way through the juniors and things like that. So they were, they were really key moments for me. And being a league 
legal life member as well. That's something for me to reflect on just as a personal personal thing. But yeah, no no individual accolades. So, but I, but I was okay with that. Yeah. What position did you play? Everywhere. And everywhere. when I say everywhere, I, I had to play tall when when I was younger. Yep. Um, I wasn't good enough. When I, and anyone that knows knows me honestly, I I play a lot of games, but I don't ever regard myself as as being a really good sportsman. But nearly everything I've played, whether it be netball, basketball, tennis, whatever, I've always just had a go at it and been okay. But yeah, not not a standout. You know, but that's fine because there's plenty of I tell the kids there's plenty of champions out there, but there's more um, people that you just need so that fill your numbers and get the job done. Yeah, much like Snags is here. Well, he's a perfect example. <laughs> filling numbers, <laughs> filling the numbers, and uh, like you know, possibly giving the odd overthrow away. But anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were six overs short on the weekend. Anyone that doesn't know, I didn't see it live, but I'm told he threw it the way John Howard bowled it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad um, analogy, analogy for it. Yeah, yeah it's mm. we were much looking, we were looking for four maidens on the trot. Last ball of the fifth over, and Snags has thrown it. Yeah, away. nothing, nothing like releasing the pressure after yeah, nothing like it. the day before. Yeah, I mean, gee, the pressure was really on him too. <laughs> Two for yeah. seven, chasing sixty-three. Yeah. Well, I don't think really that's left, right. Really left the valve uh, open there. We were well and truly in the game and. So that was the, that was it for footy. But in between, I've just mentioned I played a bit of basketball. I played D grade um, with a couple of guys that were, I think, one night we were all a bit hot headed. I was very hot headed as a young bloke, uh, and probably as a little bit older. But we all got tech fouls. Every single one of us, <laughs> the, the whole nine of us, all got tech fouls. One guy even took his shirt off and and handed it to the ref and say, "You, you know, you play," and yeah. uh, he got ejected from the stadium. Which that, just another highlight. You go home and it's a Monday night. And you really, you probably should be in bed, but you're playing basketball and you're, yeah. you're getting guys lifting the reps and playing playing rough basketball. So good fun. You know. Was that Celtics? <laughs> no, no, no. Celtics. We'll call the Meat Masters. Oh, okay. And, and uh, there was a couple of butchers, but the um, the theory was that we call ourselves that and play the early games because we all had to get up early to, to cut the meat up the next yeah, morning. Yeah, so we get early games and inevitably we end up getting you know, 10, 30, 11, <laughs> 11 o'clock games. They saw straight through it. So, yeah. But a couple of premierships, and of course, with the yeah. premierships in that came the, um, you know, the classic glass um, glass mug, you know, which yep. probably a place beyond the bar that you never use. One of the greatest dust collectors of all time, but um, at least practical, I guess. Absolutely. If you had friends over, if you yes. had any. Yes. Yeah. So is that you set up at, um, at your house out in... Um, at Goins Road, yeah. Goins Road. Um, Once we push the kids out, We'll be right. We'll be back to our bar days. Then and I used to hold a few good parties and, um, you know, um, cocktail sort of parties and things like that. And, yeah. Keys in the bowl stuff? Or? No, not quite. But, um, you know, you never say never, man. No, look, not, I always sort of tune out when people start talking about their kids. Um, but for their sake, because who knows, school teacher. 15, 20 years down the track, they might want to listen to this. Um, want to give them a mention? Yeah. How, how many you got? Two. Two that I know of, two, or two that I'm not, I'm not too high on, isn't it? Maybe could be other more. Others, Paying for two. I get some uh, random anonymous um, Father's Day cards. <laughs> I don't know what goes on, goes on there, but anyway, um, that's a story for another day. But no, no, to my knowledge, there's only two. And um, Cooper, Cooper's eleven, Holly's seven, and um, they're just they're fantastic. Um, yeah, like, you know, you love spending time with your kids, and and whilst that, you know, no one sees them at the footy and the cricket. Um, that's purely an interesting. They just don't, just don't want to. Not that I don't want to be with Dad. They just don't want to go where Dad's going. Yeah, yeah. So if Dad's going Yabian, no, I don't want to go there. If Dad's going the footy, no, I don't want to go there. 
cricket, no. But um, we do other stuff, yeah. But they, yeah, they're good. Really. other options. Yummy, cricket, yeah, football, yeah, that, that basically takes up my life. Take yeah. me on a tap. No, no, I don't punt. I'm not a punter. I'm happy to give you the money and punt for me, as I've done with Phil plenty of times. Phil, uh, Phil's a classic of giving him the money, uh, putting something on and having a win, but somehow we've had a loss. <laughs> so, yeah, we got the, we got the quaddy, but yeah. we have to tip in more money. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Ever a story um, summed up Phil Kerrick and that was... Yeah, great. I think that's perfect. And, and look, he won't deny it. Yeah, of course he won't not. deny it. And Not yeah. like Kenny Bell. Kenny might, Kenny might tell you, that he, you know, he's always missing that one leg. Yeah, yeah, I can. No pun intended there, of course. No. But he is only missing. <laughs> he is always missing that one leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, very um, good. And just to round out the sport, if you want to hit, want to know that I, I did play with the great Matt Scoopers for Victorian netball. So we were playing. Uh, Vic netball. Yeah, Vic netball, all men's. Yeah, right. Very, very rough. Very, very physical, but very highly. Um, was that off or on the yeah, court? Yeah, very quick. Uh, no, that was on the court. Okay. But don't worry, there was a few um, that we weren't sure about um, that we played with. But, um, Absolutely. But Nothing no, wrong with that. If you see Big Matty, you, know, you wouldn't pick that Matt. No. Matt was a great, a fantastic sportsman. Like his soccer, uh, he was at the absolute elite level. I went to, to watch him obviously play a lot of, most of his soccer at Eagle Hawk, but he, he, played, um, he played for Tatura um, over there in the Shep League. And... That was really top level stuff, and he was getting, you won't mind me saying, he was getting paid good money to go there and worth every cent. He was, he was real top shelf. Yeah, very good, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Some would say probably maybe a little bit dirty, but he could play. He was the first guy I saw in Bendigo where I realised how hard they head the ball or how hard they kick the ball. He kick a, a take a free kick or a penalty, and my God, I just yeah couldn't believe it. He was, as I said, he was top shelf. And the same with netball, he was a great netballer. Well, that, goal goal defence. Uh, he played actually through the midcourt because all the guys there were like snags as height and, yeah. and taller. They're all quite big. Um, so guys like Matty and I were actually we filled up the midcourt. He played through the centre and wing attack. Yeah. And you wouldn't think defense. that, but he was he was quick and he was very good, very good player. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you saying? It's a bit out of Nick at the moment. I'd say that he's he's trained off it just a touch. <laughs> I think he'd be okay with that, but but the Dutch blood in him might headbutt me or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think we're, we're tired enough, I can say that. Absolutely. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Speaking of the, the Skeeper family, or the, how do you pronounce it correctly? Skeepers? Well, I, I, I pronounce it Skeepers, and I know that people that pronounce it Shepherds look out because don't have to worry about um, Albert or, or Matt or even Callum. Uh, watch out because uh, Kim doesn't like it. So right. Matt's wife. That, okay. but, yeah. She so doesn't have the choice. It's definitely... It's Skeepers, but Albert might be able to tell you it's a different take on it. I'm not right. 100% sure, but he'd be the man to ask. So You're pretty safe with Iraqi. The reason Iraqi's I, good. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I bring that up, um, he does owe a lot of money in fines, Callum. Um, <laughs> and I heard from him that you're picking up the tab. Well, I can pick up the tab. That's fine. All I'm worried about is your well-being, that if Matt takes this any further, because he might strangle you. <laughs> Um, there have been whispers. I have, yeah. I have seen <laughs> he, him staring at me when I'm doing the He's also the very night. aggressive. Uh, I think these days he's certainly mellowed a bit, but um, I, I wouldn't push it too far. I'm happy to pick up Cal's fines just to make it go away if that helps. I do owe, owe Cal a bit of money. What does he owe at the moment? How much I think he owes about what you owe him because you did the old 
go buy some beers with his car. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and the car didn't work. It was a, and it was an old video card. That's that's why it's an old blockbuster. What he was video land. Yeah, video easy. Yeah, but, uh, that's what it was, what video, it was video land. land yeah. yeah, and I said just take that up with you. And, yeah, uh, he, he, he came back and he said, "Oh, car declined." I said, "Oh, sorry, mate. Get, I'll get the next one." Yeah, and, and then of course I ran. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he liked he liked that. He was disappointed because it was his life savings. <laughs> about sixty four bucks something. Yeah, so, yeah. I'll, I'll fix I'll fix Cal up. Yeah, he's a good he's a good kid. Yeah. And remiss of you if you didn't mention um, your better half. How many years of wedded bliss? Yep, uh, seventeen years this year. Zen and I have been married. We've been together since nineteen ninety six. So um, yeah, in, in the early days we did a lot of our own stuff. She when we first met, she was. Um, she had just come to Whitehall's playing netball, but she was still working out at all seasons, so she was waitressing out there, and plus she was going back home to Nullawal, anyone that knows Nully up um, in between Witchy and Sea Lake in the Mallee. So she was going back there a lot of weekends, and then even in the summer she was still going back and playing uh, tennis and things like yeah. that. So, yeah, but then we finally sort of settled settled down a little bit and then um, got a little place and then got another place and now moved in where we're at now and built a house out there and made a bit of a family and... All the rest of it so but she's very supportive of my um supporting of sport as you put, put it that way i don't just drink snags i know you're looking at me with, with, with sort of almost a sort of teacher like disdain disdain yeah it's very straight edge no very straight no so no zen's good and she she's got her own stuff that she does she's heavily involved in the um the rock python uh, storm um netball club um out there at um out there at West Epo- uh, East Epilock, we Absolutely. we don't don't really go much on them out there, but um, each to their own. But, look, I'm sure um, it's a great club, yeah. fairly successful oh, in look, football. Yeah, yeah, they've been good in the footy and yeah. do good do yeah. good things off field. I'm sure. Yep, yeah, no, everyone's got to have a home somewhere. <laughs> Diplomatic, <laughs> yeah. real straight edge. Yeah, yeah. No, well, that's good, mate. I mean, I think uh, the people we've got lined up. Um, we had very fit, 40 years of, of wedded bliss only this year. and Because he's not going to come on, I have to tell the story. Because you know, Sam or Matt said, why don't you take her out for dinner and mm. celebrate? And his reply was, I haven't taken her out for dinner in 40 years. I'm not about to start, to start now. So there's something in that, I reckon. I'm guessing nothing for... Nothing for Valentine's Day tomorrow for Pam. Maybe just, a, maybe, maybe just some pitch grass clippings out of the boots <laughs> when he takes them off at the door. That's about it. Well, big day for rolling tomorrow for Burn, so big day. Mm, huge, huge. Yeah. Um, how are we tracking? We're still going all right for time. Um, plenty more to discuss, because I really want to get back onto the cricket side of things. And first, is there any stories from a cricketing perspective either that you've seen, um, been involved in, either from a, a club level or if you can't, can't think yeah. of anything national. No, I remember a, like state, just a local one. I remember a, a couple, a couple of big, really big sixes, like especially like big hitters. You know, Brad Orton was a huge hitter from Kangaroo Flat. Um, Leon Beattie hit a hit a six at White Hills. I, I, I joke about this all the time with him when he can hear me talking to his good ear. And you say, Beetle, I remember that at White Hills. You smack one through the goals at the Scott Street end into the house over the road, and then you moonwalk down the pitch. And he said, "That's bullshit. That never happened." He goes, "It went over the house." So he didn't deny the moonwalking bit or anything. So. We were in Babsy's house. Yeah, it was it was just Babsy's right next door to Babsy's. Yeah, yeah so right. um, Babsy's trained off a bit too lately. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The great super soldier. You, you get down to White Hills, of course. And anyone that knew anyone about at White Hills knew um, and in Benio, knew the great Ron Salter. 
and Ron was a grumpy cricket comes first. My pitch is the most important thing. Burns don't going down that track. Yeah, I, I actually think they rolled him into the wicket. I'm not sure. Did they or not, Mars? I I'm think not, don't know they did there was a cremation some and <laughs> some ashes were spread on the Fag wicket. hanging out the gobsnags and just rolling the wicket and rolling the wicket. And Babsy, of course, um, went across and started to sort of learn a little bit about um, a bit about preparing a wicket. Um, I, th- I do remember one, one time there that uh, he bought the bought his old man's mower across and just started mowing the oval. Um, nowhere near the pitch, but just mowing it randomly. And I think he took about you know, maybe three or four catcher loads, and um, his dad threatened that if he ever took it out again, he was going to kick his ass in the next week. So uh, as far as I know, Babs, he never did that again. But he just followed salts around, didn't he, Mums? Yeah, he just followed salts. And So green keepers, are there, there's, there's, a, there's so many characters, Jack White and even... even um, even Johnny Hewitt. So Johnny, yep. Johnny's obviously from Nullarbor, and up again where I spoke about before. Um, and he's he's had plenty of years preparing the pitch and being the scorer for the um, for the country week side, and obviously for Stratford Christians. Uh, and just be careful when it comes tea time. Uh, you reckon that Louis's good on the tooth and coming in and pinching all the food. Uh, Johnny Hewitt ate the pattern off the plate. That's how well he. <laughs> That's well, and, and don't be afraid to tell him that when you're seen. Uh, I know he's good on his lollies, but geez, if there's a tee up, he's in there straight away. Much like Gary Pickett is now. Absolutely. Well. The only thing is with Gaza, he can't quite get to the tee before it's all been cleaned up and taken taken back. He's probably yeah. <laughs> straight over Snag's head. No, well, again, anyone that knows yeah. about well, Gary Pickett. Obviously, so. being quite new to the area. I'm not picking up a lot of these names, but I'm sure our listeners out there oh, will uh, know. appreciate They'll know who they are. The Lego King. Everyone knows Lego the Lego King. King. He met Glenn Maxwell. He met him. Glenn Maxwell came to his house, played a bit of Lego. But we'll have to get him on, that sounds. Well, imagine oh, just, we have to imagine definitely get Gary along, Imagine you're just walking along one day and you just hear a guy in the bushes going, I want to come round to my place and play some Lego. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't Young know fella. that you're just rushing, rushing over. Yeah, but were, they, were they following like a set of instructions or was it just free play? Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure Maxie was free, free-handed. Yeah, free-handed. Yeah. Oh, Gaz would go by the book. Good a lot of things, Maxie. Gaz would go by that. the yeah. book. Yeah, that's right. So those types, of, that, those types of things, like I said, you know, big hitting and um, guys getting... Guys going off their nut, like losing it. Greg O'Brien one day, and 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 the great man Max Taylor backed this up. He he'd made a hundred at at White Hills, really good knock, like quality knock. Came off the ground, smashed his bat against the poles. The mothers would know when you walk into the Hillies change rooms. Smashed his bat against there, and then went for a ten k run, just to get it out of his system. You know, he'd made a hundred. It wasn't like he'd made a duck, or you know, fifty. He'd made a hundred, and They'd made a great score, and but he—you can hear him from the other side of the ground, like going off, smashing the bat, and then there he was out on the road, pounding the pavement, doing a 10k run. Crazy. What stage of the game was that? Oh, you know, it was probably like, it was reasonably late in the day, yeah, from memory. But um, very competitive. Yeah, person. Huge. Huge. Yeah, it's a similar story to Johnny Brunner up in. Um, I think that was his name, Banella. So I've seen up and comers. I've seen guys. I'm seeing at the moment, like I said before, you know, so, so Angus Chisholm, Nash Viney, you know, Jaime Williams, the, Noah Begg, these young guys that are playing A-grade cricket and getting exposed to, to open age and A-grade cricket's great. But it's sad when you see the end. Mm. So I saw the, the great Andrew Smith, Smooch, uh, at Kangaroo Flat. He was feeling, feeling in, in, in reasonably close. A guy turned it just around the past, Mid-wicket. past short, short leg, really. Yeah, just just tickled it round and he ran two. <laughs> uh, and I said, to, I said to Smooch, I think this might be about it for you. 
And, the penny uh, dropped. Yeah, amazing to see a guy, you know, a guy so competitive and so good, in, in particular with bat and ball, but um, not getting any closer. So, no. Ash has just asked me for a Melbourne can I've refused. So clearly, there's some, there's an yeah, issue. Yeah, 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 yeah there's yeah. an issue. Any advice, Paul? No, no I've got to train. I've got to go back to work. Where do you work again? Send the state scaffolding, mate, for all your scaffolding needs. What's, what's the highest you've gone in the scaff? Uh, 32 metres. Yeah, 32 metres high. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a bit windy. <laughs> so, I would have thought. Yeah, and, and being scared of heights, doesn't, that doesn't help me. So, no, not really. But not of heights, you'd back in your, your ability to, to raise the scaff. Well, you've got to get it done. You've got to yeah. get it done. I think I've been up to the second level. Yeah, mum has had a go on the scaff. That was enough. The cricketers had a go a couple of years ago on the scaff yeah. and pulled a little bit down with me. Yeah. Who's doing the Anglican Church at the moment? Uh, rival, can't speak. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look that, that good. No. He's got a finger in a pie, though, old peeps. <laughs> what about all this clad- combustible cladding? Are you cleaning up <laughs> yep. here? Or? It's coming off. We've got a couple of meetings tomorrow. Mm. We got, it's terrible because it's, uh, guess who's paying? We are. So, in the long run, yeah. you know, a lot of taxpayer money goes to it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I'd be bring- talking about combustible cladding today, but. We cover all that's my We cover t- everything. That's my take on it. Yeah. 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 Especially if it relates, relates no, to the disapp- No, it's disappointing. Yeah. Just a quick buck. Sure. Quick buck. Builders. It's builders for you. Mm, that's it. Cheap and nasty. Richard Tibbet, those types. And Cameron King. Cameron King. Great example. Great example of a guy that um, has just forgotten where he's come from. Cameron? Yep. He's the first to sprout. He was born in the in the grandstand. Yeah. Conceived or born in there? Both. <laughs> <laughs> so, Poopsie. Um, yep. Just, just wrapping up things. I mean, we've covered it fair few topics um, what your thoughts are on the state of the game both at a a club level state and national um, and a way forward if if there needs to be I'll I'll start with what I think is my big bugbear on on you know what is four day cricket is the Sheffield Shield the the players back in the day the players who weren't playing test cricket, were playing shield cricket. The shield cricket was of a phenomenal standard. Some great players missed out on the national side uh, and national squads, things like that. Now, subjected to two months straight of big bash where the players aren't playing any red ball cricket at all uh, unless they're playing some of their district stuff um, on the on a Saturday Club and cricket. Sunday around, around the country. And I just think that's a disgrace because... How are these guys, we're hearing, well, Peter Hanscom is a perfect example. So to, so yesterday he misses out on, on the tour um, later in the year um, to South Africa, uh, sorry, to Bangladesh, and he hasn't had a chance. All he said is he's played oh, a couple of good big bash innings. Now, where is a player supposed to go and how is he supposed to perform on such a Mickey Mouse comp? I know it's great for the fans and it's quick and everything else, but if you're looking at a national level, how are these guys supposed to perform and get themselves get themselves into these you know positions? Um, and like I said, back in the day when when it was five or te- six test summer, um, you would have that opportunity in between tests to maybe go away for what would be 10, 12, 15 days, go and play a couple of shield games, mm. perform quite well, and at least throw your hat in the ring. Yeah. I don't think, batting and bowling, I don't think you're getting that now. So that's where the state of, of shield cricket, I think, has become such a has taken such a back seat in the country to the big bash, it's a shame. Yeah. But um, on the nation, in the national stuff, well everyone everyone's happy when the, the the test the test side is winning and when the test side's going well. But people don't see the hard yards that um, some of these other guys have put in. 
I, I was left with a bit of sour taste with Sandpaper Gate, like probably a lot of people. Yeah. Um, not not because other sides haven't done it or other teams haven't tried things and like you have, have the biggest hypocrite going around is Mike Atherton, you know, who who had a bottle top scratching the scratching the ball and lifting the same, uh, and he's sitting there saying, "Oh, these are, these Australian cheats," you know. So the, there's a lot of hypocritical stuff, but it left us out of taste because I just thought that we, as the Australian public, deserve better. They're our team. They're they're our only real national national men's side that everyone follows. I know that there's people will say about soccer and basketball, but cricket, you know, being an Australian and being and, mm. and an Australian summer is so important, and an Australian Test team is so important. But um, they're on the way back and they're going all right. I still don't like some of the selectors. I think they've got, like they always have, got their favourites. I'd like to see when the chance comes, a bit of new blood. You know, nothing against the Mitch Marshes and these types of guys of the world, but to continually go back to the well and, yeah. you know, how, how long do you give these, these blokes? Because guys like Jamie Siddons and Darren Lehman and Brad Hodge and, you know, um, David Gary and that would all have said, and Darren Saker, <laughs> they would all, all would have said, you know, where was, our, where was our chance back in the day? And at local level, well, like, I can only really talk about, um, you know, what I see, and in, in particular with Eagle Hawk, I said, like I said at the start, Young, young group, very young group. The demographics changed just from the time I've been here. You know, you, you take away the Smith, Murdoch, uh, East, and then Tibbet, you know, Jacobs, McGlashan. You know, you're, t- you're talking about, you know, walk-up starts in, in most of these A-grade sides in Benigar, and then you turn that round and, and make it a Williams, Viney, uh, Chisholm, Begg, and they, even, the, um, even Josh Williams and, and guys like uh, Reece Smith, Nick Farley, you know, they're all getting an opportunity, so... A lot's fallen to Westie and, and Fiddy and Munners and, and then you as a newcomer, you, you sort of, you, you're not seeing the best of, of what the club has got to offer from an A-grade point of view, but what you are seeing is a, a glimpse in the future which looks pretty good. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh... Anything else from you, Munners? No. Pretty, pretty well covered off. Well, just, just one side note. Pretty sure Ash wants to be on the podcast. He nearly spoke more than Poopsie. <laughs> Which is almost impossible, because I can speak. Oh, but, uh, he, was in a bit. he was in a bit, wasn't he? Poopsie, I know um, you're a busy man. I don't know if you're as busy as Aaron Munro, but just, you're still a very busy man. And I'm sure Aaron and, uh, and myself are uh, very appreciative of you taking the time Absolutely. and sitting down and, and uh, sharing your thoughts about the game and uh, some stories and trigger trips and... Yeah, yes. it's been a ride. And I'm sure this won't be uh, the last time we'll have you on because there's plenty more to discuss. Yeah, I'm happy, happy to come on any time and thanks for your time. And and, anything to do with the career. And I don't know if we've mentioned it, but where do you work again? Centre State Scaffolding, mate. Any, any scaffolding yeah. needs. Phone number? Uh, 0424-874-935. You can find us on the web. Yes. And those details will be in the description. For the next five weeks, I think we've just locked him in for. So, <laughs> ladies and gents listening at home, that's been First Drop. Cheers, Manners. Thanks, Snags, or Sausage.